Welcome to Next Steps, a podcast from Blackhawk Church in Madison, Wisconsin, where together we'll take next steps to grow in our relationship with Christ, to be formed into the kind of people He's created us to be, and to better love and serve those around us. Let's jump in. All right. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back. We are excited to be back recording after taking the summer off. Uh, if this is your first time listening or if you are newer to the Blackhawk community, uh, I started to introduce myself. My name is Tiffany and I'm the pastor of Spiritual Formation. And then joining me today, co-host Chris Kopp, lead pastor of Brader Way Campus. How are you doing, Chris? I'm doing great. Did you have a good feels, summer? Yeah. Uh, great summer. It feels like we never left. Like this is, it feels <laughs> good being back in the podcast world of things, awesome. getting ready to have a conversation today. Super yeah. excited. Cool. Awesome, you guys. Well, um, joining us today is Charles Yu, lead teaching pastor here at Blackhawk. And today we're going to be taking a little bit of time to talk about the launch of our new sermon series, Live This Book. Y'all, I have been looking forward to this series all summer, so um, this should be a great conversation. But before we jump into that conversation, Chris, why don't you just share with us a little bit about the vision behind what we're doing here on the podcast this year um, over these next nine months? Yeah, we're excited to to get things kicked off again and to really put um, more energy into the podcast again. We're as we go throughout these next nine months of this series, uh, every single week. Yeah, we're going to dig deeper into something that we just heard. And so, uh, like this week, Charles just preached on Sunday. We're going to get to talk more with him about um, live this book and and all the kind of reasoning behind that and that kind of stuff. Next week, we'll hear from Matt as he um, preaches next week and that kind of thing. So some some weeks it'll be interviews with the people that spoke on Sunday. Sometimes it'll be people in our congregation or other staff, uh, or hopefully even like scientists from our community as we dig into really specific topics as we come across them in scripture. Uh, and maybe we'll do some some practices and um, some Lectio Divina and different kinds of things like that too, because we're trying to not just learn this book or love this book or any of those sorts of things, but really to, to live it out. So um, what are the ways that we do that beyond just gaining head knowledge and that kind of thing? So we hope to, to do some stuff like that as well. Uh, and we also want to answer your questions. So every single week, you can email us at podcast at blackhawkchurch.org. Um, and we'll spend maybe just a few minutes every single week after these interviews and whatever it is we do at the beginning, uh, just to be able to answer and to respond to some of those questions that we get. So email us there, um, or if you have any other ideas or other feedback, we'd love to hear it. But yeah, we're excited to to jump in really again, as the, the name of the podcast suggests, to take some next steps into what it is that God has for us to continue to grow um, and continue to have conversations about things that maybe we didn't get to in the sermon from Sunday and that kind of thing. Um, even as I've begun teaching, 35 minutes maybe feels like a long time to people as they're listening in the congregation. Uh, but holy cow, there's only so much that you can do in 35 minutes with some of the topics and the themes that we're talking about. So excited to dig more into some of those things as we have opportunities. Awesome. I'm excited about that. Okay, Charles, uh, to start off, can you give us an overview of this series? What are we going to be doing this year? Why this series? Why now? How are you hoping this series shapes our community this year? Well, thanks for inviting me here, Tiffany and Chris Kopp. Appreciate um, the opportunity to be with you all. Um, let me start with why. Um, as we've been um, teaching and and reading and listening and, and and understanding more and more about the world we're living in and what it means to follow Jesus in this world. One of the things we're noticing is, yeah, as we tackle individual books, individual passages, 
we're missing something. What we're missing is the perspective of the entire Bible because the entire Bible fits together. And, and here's the problem. You can never do a Sunday sermon on an entire Bible, <laughs> right? I mean, I mean, Chris Cobb just talked about how, how 35 minutes is not very long. Yeah, imagine trying to do the whole Bible in one 35-minute sermon. It doesn't work. And what we realize is when you read the Bible together, all the pieces pulling together, it gives you insights. Not just like, oh, how to do this, how to do that. But no, no, no. Fundamentally reshapes how you see yourself how you see God, and how you live your life. It's, it's a fundamental transformation of life. And that's what this series is about. We're realizing that we need more people who understand mm. what used to be called the biblical worldview. Mm. They see the world through the lens of the Bible. When I mean the lens of the Bible, I mean the whole Bible, all the pieces fitting in together. So our goal, I mean, this is, a, this is a kind of an ambitious idea for a series. <laughs> Can you see the whole Bible? I mean, at the end of the end of the sermon series, what we want is for every single one of you at Blackhawk Church and people watching wherever you are, if I if somebody asks you what's the Bible about, you'll be able to answer it in two minutes, or if they, if they give you ten minutes, you'll be able to answer it for ten minutes, right? You can explain it in kind of high level, medium level, low level. You know how the Bible fits together, mm. like how does. Exodus fits with book of Jeremiah? Mm. How, do, how does Matthew in the New Testament fit with Genesis? Mm. How do they come together? Mm-hmm. And the way we're going to do that is we're going to go through the major plot points of the, of the Bible. I mean, the Bible's a story. We're going to teach that very, from, we taught that this, this past Sunday. Um, and then we're going to walk through our way through that, and then we're going to pick up themes that comes out of these stories, and then we're going to track them through the whole Bible. Each time, for, you know, next week, Pastor Matt's going to talk about a God who's relational. Now, now, you're going to run to this relational God throughout the whole Bible. He's everywhere. Well, we're going to, we're going to see all of that and focus on that one idea. And believe me, having a God who's looking for a relationship with you, mm-hmm. a deep, intimate relationship with you, that is relevant. That mm-hmm. changes your life. Once mm-hmm. you understand that, mm-hmm. it changes how you see yourself and your relationship with God. That's good. Wow. As you think about who we are in nine months as a community. What, if we got this, if we really understood this, how do you think it would change our community? <laughs> well, to a certain extent, I, I don't have a vision of what it would do um, in terms of what specific changes. What I would like to see, I, what I'd like to see, I would like to be surprised. Mm-hmm. Because what happens is this, the great thing about reading the Bible as a story, it, it, not as, say, a bunch of rules or a bunch of theology. And I'm not, okay, let me just pause. I'm not saying rules are bad. I'm not saying, I'm not saying theology is bad. I'm not <laughs> saying either of those two things. I'm, I'm clear on this. But when you read the Bible as a story, the theological arguments, they, they, they drop a little bit in emphases. The rules, they drop a little bit in emphases. And what you really get is a, 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 a narrative that invites you in. It's, I mean, have you read it? I mean, any good book that you ever read or a really good movie or a really mm-hmm. good TV series, right? I mean, after a movie's over, you know, the light comes on, you're like, whoa, I'm back here in the theater. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whereas that previous two and a half hours, I was in a different place. Yeah. I was in a different world. Yeah. That's how a good movie mm-hmm. functions. That's how a good book functions. Mm-hmm. In fact, some of you tell me you, you're walking out of the theater, you're like, wow, I wish I was kind of back there. <laughs> I, I'm actually like, oh, I'm back in my real world. Uh, right? And, and so here's the thing. The Bible is actually that well-written. Mm. It's meant to function that mm. way. I, I know that the Bible is a little hard to read sometimes because it's, it's, it's kind of old. Mm. For the original readers, yeah. oh, 
life transformation. Or it's mm. powerful. It packs mm. punch. Mm. It pulls you in, invites mm. you into the story. It grabs a hold of you, and it does not let go. Mm. And now you're going to live in entirely different ways, and the Holy Spirit's coming into your life. And I want. I would love to see our community transform. Mm. I just. I don't think I have enough vision mm. to know how it's going to be transformed. Mm. Mm. But I want everybody to know the story, and I want people to think, oh yeah. This is my story. Mm. I'm mm. in the world framed by the mm. Bible, and that changes how I think about everything, mm. how I live every day of my mm. life. Mm. And I can't wait to see what God does mm. with yeah. us. Mm. Yeah. I appreciate that answer. Yeah, because who knows what God's right? going to do, right? Yeah, like, I mean, right. even recently we've heard um, stories of marriages being healed as they have tuned into worship with us online. And um, lives being changed and transformed in the midst of anxiety and depression, all these sorts of things that like, yeah, who knows what could happen mm-hmm. when people really, when we as a community start to grasp like what it is that God has done, the ways that he's working in the world. Mm-hmm. We understand the story of the gospel. Like I hope a lot of things mm-hmm. get changed and transformed <laughs> and, and shaken up, but um, yeah, with you, I'm excited to Our see Our God, God is a creative God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He is creative. The Holy mm-hmm. Spirit doesn't know where it comes from, doesn't know where it goes. You mm. cannot know what's going to happen. So I'm mm. looking forward to seeing what happens. Mm. Yeah. I think expectation is, is be expectant. Mm. God's going to do something. Mm. Let's pray for that. Let's mm. pray for that mightily. Mm. Yeah. As you think about your own lives, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about each person listening to the podcast, myself, you know, thinking about, Lord, like, what are you praying into? What do you want to do in my life? What do you want to show me, right? Thinking about this, wanting that for our own selves. So I'd be curious to both of you, what are, do you have any hopes of, of how God might um, work in you this year? Or, uh, you know, Charles, you talked about maybe following different themes through the scriptures. Are there, is there a theme or two as you've been working on this series that you feel like God is um, kind of pulling your heart towards? So, so uh, this is Tiffany. This is a great question. It's a very specific question, and I, and I must confess, when I when I uh, crafted this series, w- along with the teaching team, uh, uh, um, you know, probably like half a year ago, uh, we were. Uh, I was not thinking about me. I, I was not thinking about me. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I've been doing the more work and, and preparing, I realized that. Right now, certain texts are resonating with me much more than others. And I, mm-hmm. I'm just going to be upfront with you. Look, I mean, Matt and I, we're, we're in our jobs. Mm-hmm. This is our beginning of our second year. We're, we're new to this. We're, we're new to the uh, leadership of Blackout Church. Mm-hmm. And so um, there's, to me, a lot of, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I don't think fear is the right word. I think responsibility. Mm-hmm. I feel like I need to live well and live right. Mm-hmm. And people say, first, do no harm. Doctors, right? Pastors, mm-hmm. first, do no harm. Mm-hmm. And so what's been attracting me um, in the Bible as I read is are passages that speak to leaders, speak to pastors. Mm-hmm. Um, I recently found a, a passage that I, I've stuck on my wall in my office because I, I just love it. It's speaking to leaders, Okay, so this is the book of Jude, and one of your favorite books, right? Um, So so in the book of Jude, uh, he's talking about these leaders who are just, they're just off, and and they're harming their churches. Um, And so this is what it says in, in verse 12. It says, these people, these leaders, are blemishes at your love feasts, eating with you without the slightest qualm, shepherds who feed 
only themselves. Think about it. Shepherds mm. who don't feed the sheep, but, but mm. what do they, when, they, when they feed, what do they eat? Mm. They're eating the sheep, mm. right? So, and then next one, there are clouds without rain. Imagine, imagine a world where without irrigation, you need rain. Well, you have clouds coming by. We're like, oh, look, clouds coming. It's going to be great. Mm. You have so much hope. And then it doesn't rain. Mm. In, in fact, bl- without rain, blown along by the wind. The wind just blows and the, wind just, mm. the clouds are gone. It's like, oh, we had expectations, but mm. nothing. You don't mm. get the water that enriches, that brings life. And then one more metaphor, autumn trees. Trees are supposed to be loaded with fruit. And here we go. It says this, autumn trees without fruit and uprooted, mm. twice dead. Mm. Wow. They are wild waves of the sea foaming up their shame, wandering stars for whom blackest darkness has been preserved forever. Mm. I don't know why I'm attracted <laughs> to these passages. Yeah. I, they, they hit me. And, and you know, look... I think I'm drawn to the idea that there are higher expectations for leaders of churches mm. and leaders of God's people. And I just, it's really simple. If, if, if I don't want those expectations or those standards, I should quit my job and do something else. Mm. I don't have to do this. Yeah. And so if I am going to do this, then I need to start reading and calling myself, well, answering God's call to higher standards. Mm. So... That's that's where I am yeah. in terms of live this book. What live this book is not challenging me to do mm. is to go. Okay, there's there's a lot more for me, mm. um, more so than necessarily for others in terms of the calling. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Case in point, I don't think anyone else in our congregation <laughs> is going to be challenged in that way throughout live yeah. this book, at yeah. least from that passage. But yeah, God can use this series to do all sorts of different things in us. So, how about you, Chris? Do you have any? Yeah, I think on a couple different levels, I'm. Um, excited for what's to come. Um, as someone who will teach uh, as part of this coming up in a couple weeks um, and, and is kind of part of the teaching team process, um, being in that process and teaching kind of selfishly, I love it because it makes me sit in a certain passage, like I'm getting ready to talk about Genesis one and creation. And I, I'm sitting in this passage for like 20 or more hours. And so it's really easy to just read and kind of gloss over stuff. Um, but now I'm like, Holy cow, this is, this is amazing. And like, I'm feeling convicted about things and, um, yeah, the Lord is speaking to me in the midst of that. And so I'm excited even from that standpoint of like every single week we get together and getting to learn from the amazing teaching team that we have. We're sharing each other's perspectives and giving feedback. Um, we get to go through the whole story of the Bible mm-hmm. and kind of hear what God is impressing upon mm-hmm. us. So from that standpoint, but also from the standpoint of, um, like Charles was saying earlier, of just being saturated in the story of the Bible and the gospel Uh, Even as a pastor, it's easy to lose sight of the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. And so I'll get real for a moment. Like the past couple of weeks, I feel like life is kind of hard. There's a lot of transition Mm -hmm. going Uh, as we record this. Our daughter is getting ready to start kindergarten tomorrow. Um, A lot of change in our household and and a lot of it's good. Um, But yeah, so there's some stress and anxiety with that. But again, when I sit in the story of the gospel, Mm -hmm. I'm reminded, oh, yeah. God wins. Everything is going to be okay. He is at work in the world in incredible ways. He Mm -hmm. holds all things together. And so it just, it right sizes me and my life and and my issues. And it it reminds me of how, um, yeah, the the story that I get to be a part of and what it is that God wants to do in my life and through my life. And so I just need to be reminded of that story. And this is a great opportunity to do that. What about you, Tiffany? Yeah, I think for me, 
Uh, you know, it has been a couple years since I've read through the Bible in a very quick way. And so in some ways, I'm excited to kind of be challenged to to, to kind of do that. Um, you know, I think we're always being, for- I know we're always being formed by, right, what we watch, um, the news, our friendships. Uh, and so I think recently, maybe over the summer, I think I just began to realize, hmm, I wonder if in some areas of my life, um, the culture is actually shaping me more than what scripture is. And uh so I think being reminded mm. of some of that, being reminded of the story, being able to look at some of these themes and kind of see how they're pulled throughout the whole story. Um, I think I'm excited about that. I mean, I think it's hard because um, sometimes the Bible says things that I don't want it to say, uh, but I am excited to kind of, for God to maybe hold up a mirror to me in some ways uh, to be able to to, to show me some things. So um, that's kind of when I'm praying about this year, that's what I'm hoping God does and helps mm. me to give clarity on some, some, some issues that I've been kind of wrestling with. So, um, but speaking of uh, hard things in the Bible, Charles, uh, in your sermon, you talked about that there are hard things in the Bible, things that we're going <laughs> to disagree with, things that we wish it wouldn't say. Um, just would love uh, to, for you to talk more about that. When you, when you come across these passages, how do you deal with that, right? Like there's the option of closing the book and not coming back to it. There's the option of believing that God is a bad God and I'm done. Nope, nope, I'm not going to do this. There's ignoring it. <laughs> like like yeah. actually, I'm just going to pretend I didn't see that and keep on moving on. So for, yeah, can you talk to I, us I about- I think people mm-hmm. do a, a lot yeah. of different things. One is to uh, ignore it. Another option is to, okay, I'm just going to believe it. I'm going to shut my, my critical faculty down. I'm not going to- fight it. Okay, this is God's word, so I'm just going to follow it. And Okay, whatever. Right? God, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and and then there is the, well, it doesn't really say what it says. Mm-hmm. It, it, God can't possibly mean that. Mm-hmm. Right. God must mean what I say. Mm-hmm. Right? God, the Bible must agree with me. Mm-hmm. And, so, and so all of those options are problematic. Mm-hmm. And, and so one of the things I, I've been trying to tell people about this is that, hey, it's okay to disagree with the Bible. In fact, it's normal to disagree with the Bible. And if you don't disagree with the Bible in some places, something's really, really, really wrong mm-hmm. because you're not God. Mm-hmm. You are not born with God's perspective. You can't read the Bible and go, yep, all good, mm-hmm. unless you're not thinking or you're twisting the Bible to make it fit your views. Now, yeah. people feel uncomfortable with that, <laughs> right? And, and they say, well, what does that mean, if disagreeing with the Bible? Well, this is where... Look, Pastor Matt's going to talk about relationship with God this coming Sunday. And, and there's a reason why that's like the, almost like the, the very first theme we tackle. Because if you look through the Bible, that is the major theme, is mm-hmm. relating to God, God with us, God being present in the presence of God, knowing this God. And, and knowing a God not in a theological sense. Theology is important. Let me, let me say that again. <laughs> I'm not trashing theology. I didn't, st- I didn't do 20 years of grad school. Oh, not quite. 18 years of grad school trashing theology or biblical studies. Mm-hmm. But... Propositional understanding of God is not enough. There is a relational connection to mm-hmm. God. And when you have a relational connection to God and when you begin to kind of trust this God, that's where it makes all the difference in the world because you can give God a benefit of the doubt. Okay? The Bible says something you don't like. Like, okay, I don't know what it says exactly. Maybe it says, I disagree with it. In fact, I know I disagree with it. Then, but I know this God. He's good. Mm. His good and his 
What he says there, they conflict. I feel weird about this. It's like having a good friend who's like been there for you all, their, all your life, and you, they say something, you're like, oh, well, they said that. Oh, wow, I disagree with that. Mm. What do you do with that? Mm-hmm. Well, do you just say, well, ah, I disagree. It's, you know, the heck with you. We're, we're never going to be friends again. Mm-hmm. That happens to people. Mm-hmm. We, we, we cancel people just because they said something we disagree with. Or we might go, i like to know why you think that. Mm. And we go to a friend and we go, you said that the other day. It really bothered me. i like to know why you think that. Because maybe I'm wrong. I'm open to that too. Mm. Because, you know, because when you talk to God, mm. you're a lot smarter than I am. So maybe I'm wrong. But I'm not sure I'm wrong. And I'd like to know why I'm wrong. Mm. And so, and, and this, as I'm talking about this, I'm not, it's not hypothetical. This is my life. Yeah. Um, in high school, I stopped reading the Bible because it was full of stuff that I didn't agree with. I just like, this is nonsense. Mm. But once I met the God mm. in the Bible and learned to trust him, it becomes harder to just kind of dismiss the Bible. And so I had to hold a lot of things in the back of my Sometimes I, there's, there are things that I don't want to read about. I'm like, you know what? Okay, let's talk about that. I don't want to hear about that. I, God, I want to read the part. <laughs> I want to read about the part that I agree with you. We're on, we're on simpatico, and, and there's parts that I don't quite agree with. Let me not go there. Mm. And then at some point in my life, I've been, I've been challenged or to go there, or even forced to go there because of my job. Like, mm. Charles, we want you to teach on this topic. Oh, no, really? <laughs> you know, and You're I trying to go. avoid it for the best 10 years. <laughs> exactly. It's like, I have to go and find out. And so it's like, okay, here's a, here's a person I trust. Here's the area we disagree with. Um, I give God the benefit of the doubt. Mm. I don't change my mind. That's key. But I'm going, he has a reason I don't get it yet. And maybe I'll get it one day. I'm not sure. And let me tell you right now, there, there have been questions that I've had about the Bible that, I'm talking about as an adult, college, mm-hmm. college, grad school, that it took over 15 years to answer mm-hmm. through a lot of reading and studying and going, okay, why does God do this? Mm-hmm. And sometimes I get an answer that I'm, that I'm going, okay, that, that's like amazing. And sometimes I get an answer going, okay, I can live with that, but I'm not that happy about it. Mm-hmm. And that happens. Mm-hmm. And, and there's still questions that I'm, I'm not entirely happy about. <laughs> but I don't want to get into those because I think <laughs> okay, that'll I take us on a... everybody wants to know, but... <laughs> well, well, part of it because I don't want to get into yeah. something that I don't have a good answer yeah, for. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I, and I don't. And yeah. I, don't, I don't want to just kind of take, you know, you sure. call them wild stallions. You just, mm-hmm. you just take off and, and go in all kinds of crazy places. But there are questions that, about mm-hmm. the Bible that I'm not content mm-hmm. with the answers that I have yeah. and what answers others have offered. Mm-hmm. And I'm still waiting for God to, 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 to show me more. But, but I also know this God. Mm. And, and the Bible, when you read it, the first thing you're supposed to do is to get to know this God who wrote the Bible. Mm. That's what it's for. If, you, if you're reading it to compile a bunch of do's and don'ts, if you're reading to compile a bunch of theology, you're, you're misusing the Bible. You're abusing the Bible. Wow, Bible abuse. <laughs> you're abusing the Bible. You're, you're, you're going you're gonna to use it to, 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 to evaluate and judge other people. You're going to use it to, right. to, to, to say you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. Mm. You're using the Bible wrong. When you read the Bible, you're supposed to get to know this God. And once you have that, that relationship, disagreements, it's, it's normal part of a, a friendship, normal mm-hmm. part of marriage, normal part of relationship with other people. Yeah, I can sort of relate to that even in um, certain seasons of my own wrestling with scripture and that kind of thing. Um, I mean, even when we moved back to Wisconsin, um, 
four years ago. Maybe it has something to do with the fact that I was walking in the polar vortex and it was like negative 60 degrees outside. But I remember this one moment really vividly of like, I was listening to scripture on my phone, something in the Old Testament that I was wrestling with and didn't agree with. And honestly, I wanted to throw my phone into a snowbank because <laughs> like, this is so frustrating. But I, I couldn't help but keep coming back to the person of Jesus and how he has worked in my life that like, you know what, I, I need to cling to him. I'm not going to throw everything out. I've experienced what relationship with him looks like. I've experienced the transformation that he's brought in my life. So, you know what, I'm going to lean into Jesus. And for me, it took like, literally, I just spent like a few months just reading the words mm -hmm. of Jesus and the gospels. And that's what I needed in that moment. Mm -hmm. um, but I so appreciate, yeah, that kind of push to process and to wrestle and to come to God with our doubts and our questions. Um, but the importance of doing that in the mm. context of mm. relationship. And I think a lot of people have had that experience. Like, I don't know what to do with this passage or that one, but there's something compelling about Jesus. And so mm. I'm going to lean in and lean into that relationship mm. with him. That's good. So I think about our experience together as a community over these next nine months. I think there are going to be times when, right, we're reading together and learning together and we're going to disagree with each mm -hmm. other. We're going to, Charles, we're going to disagree with you and what you say <laughs> the Bible says, right? And so, um, and so I think that's an invitation for us together as a community. How do we be a community? How are we a community group? How are we a family? How are we um, all these things? And even when we disagree, how can we have those conversations? And how can we ask the questions? And so I think that's a good a good challenge for us as a community this year. Because I already know there's going to be things that we disagree with. <laughs> and what's great about that yeah. is, I mean, this is why I love the fact that the Bible is a story. Yeah. Because the Bible actually tells stories of people who disagree mm -hmm. with God. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't tell them in bad ways. Yeah. I mean, I mean, God obviously there's always people who rebel against God. Mm -hmm. They like they reject God's authority. Mm -hmm. They reject relationship with God, and that, that, that's one thing. But the people who know God really well in the Bible, people like Abraham, mm -hmm. people like Moses, mm -hmm. people like prophets like Jonah or, or Jeremiah or Elijah, like we're talking about people of incredible spiritual stature. They get into fierce fights with God. <laughs> Okay, this is just, I just yeah. like, I, I love that. The fact, the fact that the Bible's free. a story mm -hmm. and it tells that mm -hmm. in a way that affirms that, mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. God's like totally okay with that yeah. yep. because it's fundamentally, it's a relational God. Yeah. Yeah. And when we, when we shift out of theology mm -hmm. or ethics, once again, not saying they're bad, mm -hmm. <laughs> when, we, okay. when, we, when we move those off our focus and start focusing on the storyline, the storyline creates a space. So, and then that becomes a model. Hey, if we can disagree with God, and still have a relationship, we can certainly disagree with each other and have still have a relationship, mm -hmm. right? This community is a community that is in direct continuity with a community in the Bible. Yeah. And if that Bible is one in which people disagree and love each other, we can certainly do that. Mm -hmm. And I know that's a, that's a rare call these days. I mean, it sounds, it's, it's kind of weird to say it. This used to be more normal. Mm -hmm. It's no longer the case. Mm -hmm. this, these, these days, if we can disagree and love each other, we'll show the world something. Mm -hmm. Because the world has left this idea far behind. Yeah. Well, as we are wrapping up, um, I think one of the things I wanted to share, uh, we know that each of us are on a different part of our faith journey, right? God wants to do different things in our lives this year. The invitations to each one of us might look a little bit different like we've talked about. Um, but I did want to share some of the resources, some of the tools um, that are at your fingertips that we want to kind of help guide you t towards um, 
first up is the reading plans. And so I know you talked about this uh, Sunday, Charles, but just kind of reiterate, uh, we have three different reading plans available uh, for you. So if it's like the whole Bible, we have one of those. If it's like not quite the whole Bible, but uh, kind of a condensed version, awesome, we have that. But we also have created for this year um, a Live This Book reading, uh, reading guide, which is 30 days. And listen, we include some of those difficult passages uh, in that. So you're gonna you're gonna come if if you choose that one, you are gonna read it, and you're gonna be like, "What the heck is going on?" And that's gonna be good. And we're gonna talk about it. And so, um, encourage you all to to choose one of those uh, reading plans for this year. Uh, second up, our second uh, kind of resource tool. Uh, I just want to challenge challenge you, challenge us as a community to to be showing up to this to this so um, whether it's on Sundays right even if you're not here or watching online just being willing to submit to the process of 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 doing this together as a community joining some kind of community group maybe where you're where you're reading the um the discussion guide together uh, where you're talking about some of these things where you're bringing your questions I just really want to encourage us to lean in um during this year um, and finally, we have uh, these new things called courses. And so we know for some people, the next right step could be, as we're doing this, to sign up for something like how to read the Bible or story of scripture. Um, there's a bunch of different ways. It can be overwhelming. We're asking you not to be overwhelmed, just to do one thing. You know, um, what is what is God's invitation to you? And I just want to challenge you this week to be thinking about that, praying for that. What is what is God inviting you into? What sounds like um, it would be something that feels fun and feels encouraging and not something that feels um, draining? I think that's oftentimes, sometimes how we can uh, kind of discern what God's um, inviting us into. So, so anyway, I hope that you'll um, you'll engage in some of those in some of those tools and resources. Any last words, you guys, before we wrap up? Uh, you know, it's called live this book. So it's not just know this book or Dang read it. this book, it's live <laughs> this book. So we're asking, we're, we want to encourage you, call, call you forth to respond. Mm-hmm. Respond mm-hmm. in whatever way mm-hmm. that's, that's, the, that's the right next step for you, but respond. Take a step. Yeah, Take a step take forward. A step. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm pumped. It's, it's one thing to read the Bible in a year on your own. It's going to be another thing completely to do it with a few thousand other people, like as a community, again, we don't know what the Lord's going to do and mm-hmm. um, the, the dreams that he'll give people, the ways that he changes and transforms mm-hmm. us. But mm-hmm. um, man, when, when a few thousand of us are pulling in the same direction and going yeah. through this process together, uh, something amazing is going to come out of it. So excited to see what happens. Awesome, guys. All right, Charles, thanks for joining us. I know you'll be joining us again in a, in a few weeks. And Thank so we look for forward having to us. that. Thanks for having me. All right, you guys, let's now jump to some Q&A. We know you got some questions. Let us answer them. All right. I love that. Wow. I feel like we're on the Holy Post yeah, <laughs> podcast right now. Right? This is awesome. Yeah. For those that have never listened to the Holy Post podcast, definitely go check that out. It's another great Christian podcast. But, oh, love the jingle. Thank you so much, Hannah and Collier, for creating 
that um yeah you guys just upped our fun quotient like three times <laughs> we're not very fun around here we just talk about serious things anyway um so hey it's time for q a so thanks for submitting questions those of you that were able to do that as always um for next week you can submit questions to podcast at blockhawkchurch.org but let's just jump in we'll do uh do this for a few minutes and if you hear kind of noise in the background we are doing this live in the office <laughs> the tuesday following the message and that's the day when all of our staff is here so you might hear some some, some ruckus in the hallway or whatever, but here we go. Here's the first question. It says, I recognize the importance of reading the Bible as one unified story to understand it and reading it in its original historical context. It's not written to us, but for us. Good job listening. We say that mm-hmm. often around here, right? Um, but I also believe that God sometimes brings individual passages or verses to mind or to our attention to speak to us today and to speak to our individual circumstances or challenges. Do you agree with this idea? Um, And then how can we avoid the dangers of reading short passages out of their context and applying them to our modern day lives? So a couple questions there. Good, good questions. Um, Tiffany, any thoughts on that? Yeah, well, I mean, I do think, I absolutely agree that um, God sometimes does bring passages of scripture to our mind and our attention to speak to us. And so I think that that's, you know, I grew up in a denomination that um, that was really valued part of how to read your Bible. I, I Right now I call it devotional reading is mm-hmm. kind of how I... Um, think about it. And I do think that God uses that. And that's great. Um, also, at the same time, I do think sometimes there's a little bit of danger in there. I have yeah. have had to unlearn some things that right. I thought the scripture said, but when I read it inside of you know that verse, inside mm-hmm. of a paragraph, inside of a, a chapter, inside of a book, inside of the whole um, Bible, I was like, oh, I don't think that's what I thought it right. meant. Um, but, you know, I feel like God is sovereign and God works kind of in all of that, our humanness, um, to, to be able to speak to us in ways that we need to be spoken to. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think both are important. Um, we, yeah, absolutely. God can speak to us through individual verses and there's probably seasons for both. I've definitely had seasons in my life where I've just wanted to read through the whole Bible in a year and then other times where I've wanted to to kind of slow down. Um, but I think like doing what we're doing right now with this um, Live This Book series where we're going through the Bible, the whole story, once you've done that a handful of times and you kind of see the larger picture, um, it kind of becomes safer to be able to to latch on to different verses, yeah. and when you when you come to those, you do you see the whole picture, you see the whole story, yeah. and so both are important. But it's but yeah, it can be really essential to kind of be able to to know all of the scriptures and go through the whole story. Um, but I also think um, there was there's this theologian uh, from Germany back during World War II, Dietrich Bonhoeffer is probably a name that's familiar to a lot of people. So Bible theologian has written lots of books. Um, but when he was in prison in in Nazi concentration camps, he basically focused on like one or two verses a day and just meditated on that for the entire day, which blew me away when I was reading that in his biography. Um, again, he had the whole scriptures available to him. Um, but in that season, uh, it was one or two a day that gave him comfort and that God really used to minister to him. So, so both are good. Both are important. That's good. All right. Well, next question um, says, God's word is inspired, but our interpretations are not. How can we move toward correct or God-intended interpretations of the Bible? And how can we identify when we misinterpret the Bible? 
That is a very great <laughs> oh, question. Man. I love I love that God's word is inspired, but our interpretations are not. And yeah, if we can keep good. that front and center as we are reading scripture and in community and conversation with one another, man, I think that mm-hmm. takes us a long way. Yeah. So, Chris, sure. what do you think about that? Yeah, I man, good good question. Uh, as was the other one. Um, I think for me, that's why. Gosh, the more I've studied the Bible, and especially the more I've studied it with other people who are different from me, it's just led to this deeper sense of humility. Um, but we we need people around us, like seminary. And I realize not everyone gets a chance to go to, to seminary, but it was an opportunity for me to study with people from different denominations and backgrounds and read different authors and to see how how they would interpret different things. Um, we, just because of the way that I grew up as a white man in Wisconsin, um, see things differently than, say, um, maybe someone in Brazil who's growing up in the midst of poverty or something like that. So um, when when we're talking about the ways that we see and read things sometimes compared to maybe marginalized people that are maybe closer to the biblical world and things mm-hmm. that they would have experienced, um, yeah, it, it's different. So all that to say, we need all sorts of different people. We need to kind of um, read widely, and that sort of stuff's been helpful for me. But I, I know you had kind of more along those lines that you were going to say too. Yeah, well, I, I think about um, – so my family and I, we had spent a very short time living in Nairobi. Kenya. And one of the, we were at a a school there and uh, taking some classes and remembering like when we were listening to our brothers and sisters, like interpreting Mm. the scriptures, uh, we would sometimes, Jake and I would look at each other and we're like, oh, interesting. Like I thought, I mean, sometimes it's simple, right? So there's that passage where Jesus is talking about how God sends rain and sun on, you know, on people alike, no matter what. And and I always thought, oh, sun is the good thing, right? Like I want a nice sunny day. And like the, the rain, <laughs> right, oh my right. gosh, that means like suffering. Well, our, our friend was like, oh, you interpreted it the, the opposite, mm-hmm. which is, it's, it means the same that, you know, either way. But but that was, that was a, because in his context, right? Like, like rain is something for crops. That's like nurturing, um, the soil and that's what provides for them and the sun kind of um reckon, you know he he kind of attributed it to, to drought to the lack of yeah. nourishment and so i was like oh that's so interesting um which is that's a simple a simple um example but i do think that just being able to somehow um hear and listen to how other people um interpret scripture mm-hmm. i think it just i think it breeds in us an intellectual humility that you know what we don't yeah. have <laughs> the way that 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 white um, Americans you know interpret mm-hmm. the scripture is not the way we don't have the yeah. corner market on it and actually I think that provides some freedom that as we approach the scriptures we can have this curiosity and we can um, kind of relax a little bit like I right. think God will give us everything we need to faithfully follow Him He mm. is going to illuminate the scriptures uh, for what we need. And then we have the opportunity to be lifelong learners. You know, I think about sometimes I think about man the ten year old or the the myself ten years ago. Yeah. There are things that I believed, and I was certain that that's what Scripture said. <laughs> now I just know a little more, and I like have to had different experiences, and God has revealed right. different things. And and now I'm like, oops, yep, I was totally off on that. And I know ten years from now, there's me things that I think right now that I'm pretty certain about that are going to change. Absolutely. And yeah. so when you think about it that way. I don't know. It makes you feel a little bit lighter um, when it comes to interpreting the passage of Scripture. It's very important. It's still very important. We take it very seriously, but um, we can relax and trust. I think trust God in in some of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. If we aren't at least occasionally kind of changing our minds about things, um, 
Yeah, I don't I don't know. Are are we learning then? Right. Are we really submitting ourselves to yeah. what it is that God wants to do yeah. in our lives? So yeah. that's that's a good word. And again, why something like this, like going through the Bible in a year, whether it's the reading plan or even just the messages with us as a church community and live this book, um, again, is so important. We're trying to do that is to enter in, into it as a community really humbly. Um, but again, it gives us a context for trying to step out of our own little worlds and to see how maybe the people originally read these passages and yeah. that kind of thing. And again, to do it with people who are different from us, yeah. whether that's in your um, community group or um, maybe you're in a more of a multicultural sort mm-hmm. of setting or that sort of thing, just great opportunities to learn. Yeah. And actually we could even throw, Chris, a couple of things in the show notes of maybe some even books or podcast recommendations where maybe, I know sometimes you're not in that space where you are able to really talk right. about scripture with somebody who's, who's different than you. So um, we can put a couple of resources in there to get you guys started if, Great. if that's helpful to you. So be sure to check out the show notes. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's the first Q&A. We'll call it a wrap on that. So again, uh, we will only do this if you guys send in questions. So send in your questions, great questions this week um, to podcast at blackhawkchurch.org. Um, in just a couple days, depending on when you're listening to this, Pastor Matt will be up talking about how God is a personal God. So there'll be a lot to dig in there and a lot of good questions, I'm sure, as well. So that's it. Thanks for listening this week. Tiffany, thanks for uh, like doing the Q&A yeah, stuff. This is um, fun. Yeah, and we'll see you guys in a few days.